Hey, this is Dave Coriel, and I recently got worked up about some things, and people said maybe you need to talk about this and get it off your chest. So that's what I'm doing this week. I am coming at you solo, and uh, to quote an underappreciated Tom Petty song, Honey Bee, I've got something to say. So I'll make it short and sweet and get to my point. And speaking of which, let's get going. to season four of Reboot IT, brought to you by Delcor. We're bringing you the latest in association and nonprofit technology. And now your host, Delcor President Dave Coriel. So hey, this is Dave Coriel, uh, President of Delcor. Welcome to this episode of Reboot IT, the 501c Technology Stuff podcast. This category definitely fits under stuff because Dave got worked up And what did Dave get worked up about? He got worked up about technology. That's right. I have been a tech guy since I was a kid, ever since I was old enough to really watch Star Trek and appreciate, and that's the original Star Trek. Yes, I'm of that. that We've all seen it. Um, And I like the others too. But, you know, as far as Star Trek was concerned, technology is concerned, I've always been fascinated by what it can do and, and how we use it and how it evolves and how we evolve it. But, but recently, I got worked up about some of the unintended consequences of what technology is doing for us. It started with an observation that in the last X number of months, we're on so many online meetings now. And what I observed is people in the meetings who's the, the, the light dance on their face, right? They're, they're talking or they're not talking And while you're talking or when someone else is talking, you see the light flickering on their face. If they, like me, sometimes wearing glasses, have glasses on, you can see it even more so because the screen reflection's there and you can see and you know they're doing more than than just listening, which sometimes is okay. However, my observation is that when a topic is concluded or a decision is made and then later somebody asks about, well, what are we going to do about this? Or shouldn't we talk about that? And we kind of look at each other virtually and think, well, we just talked about that. It's an unintended consequence of of not being in the same room together, of thinking that we uh, can multitask and get through this and really setting up a dynamic that we did. It's an unintended consequence of having this technology and having this way of working or not working together rather uh, present in our work environments now. So that kind of got me worked up and I started thinking about it and started thinking about doing a little bit of research and looked at something, a new phrase that's come up, toxic technology, and discovered that that's it's being used in different ways so far. You know, there's three main ways that I've seen it out there. There's the literal definition of toxic technology, meaning the technology has toxins in it whether it's during the production phase or the when you're recycling or you're disposing of technology that there are toxins to humans or other other life right in the technology itself that have to be disposed of properly or recycled properly that's one definition i see out there another one being the concept of that it's toxic to your technology ecosystem it might be a legacy system it might be technology debt that you have in an organization that precludes your rest, the rest of your technology of achieving its optimal goals and being in its optimal state because it has to interact or not interact or whatever it is with this 
toxic piece of technology that's in your environment still. And then the third piece is kind of the social aspect of it. What is it doing to us? What is technology doing to us from a human perspective, from a social perspective, a psychological perspective? So even though I'm not talking about toxic technology in any of those contexts, I do think that this is a, you know, a term that applies to, that we have to think about and applies to the unintended consequences of technology and what we see or don't see in our environments as a result of it. My example of the, and this is, this also got me worked up, is that I just read an article and thanks to my friend, um, Brian Sheehan and business partner who pointed this out to me when I was talking about this one day, he said that Microsoft is now using artificial intelligence to help it help you look like you're looking into the camera during a video call, during a team's video meeting, so that the other person thinks you're looking directly at them. So I, I did I, I did some reading on that and it's a automatic gaze adjustment. If you can believe it, it's a term. Automatic gaze adjustment where in the Surface Pro 10, right, the first then right now what's going on is they're piloting this AI technology so that you may so that the other person thinks you're maintaining eye contact with them because it adjusts your eye gaze so it looks like you're looking directly into the camera even if you're looking away limited you you're looking down at your screen or maybe off to the side it certainly will not change things if you're turning your head completely etc but it's a step in the direction of making it appear as though you look like what you're doing is paying attention when you're not that ties back to my original thread of you know you're sitting in a meeting and the lights flashing on your face you know that person's not paying attention so technology is just moving us more and more in the direction of, of, of not behaving the way we traditionally have behaved in front of each other in a meeting that deals with productivity and, and just being good to each other and listening. So that got me thinking about the fact that all of us, I think, most of us, some of us, feel like we can multitask, right? We think it's okay. We feel like, hey, I can do two things at once. I can listen and I can do something else, respond to a, a Teams chat, respond to a, a WhatsApp, whatever it is that you're responding to or even trying to send an email. So you're writing as you're listening. And I thought, I read something in the past, so I went to, where else would I go but to an association, of course. So I went to the APA, the American Psychological Association, and looked at some of the studies that they had reported on, and they talk about multitasking as a switching event, and there are switching costs. What they say is that doing more than one task at a time, especially if, if it's complex, takes a toll on your productivity. And that really shouldn't surprise anyone that if you're on the phone and checking email, uh, that, that it, takes a, it takes a toll on you. You're not, by the way, you're never actually multitasking. The brain can't do that, according to their studies and others besides the APA that I looked at, your task switching. And that comes at a cost in terms of productivity, attention, and your ability to do a quality task, whatever type of task you're working on. And this is precisely what I saw or what I was, that I was observing that led me to the idea that, you know, folks need to pay attention to what they're doing fully in order to be as effective as they can be. 
And it, it, it's one of the, it's just a, a symptom of, of what technology is doing to us. It, you know, it got me thinking also and talking to some folks about the concept of when we had the pandemic or when we have the event of the pandemic and we all switched to a, a remote environment, subsequent to that, we've switched to a hybrid environment, whether it's people are in their offices one, two, or three days a week. Generally speaking, I have yet to find, I find very, very few organizations that have a full five-day work week back in the office, full staff, in in terms of the way that they're currently working. So it's safe to say we can talk about the hybrid environment of being remote and on and at the office as a way of life for the foreseeable future. It has a lot of implications that we need to think about in terms of how, how it affects our cybersecurity posture. It affects our culture, our productivity, our mentorship, you know, our relationships with each other that all bubble back up to what the organization's achieving. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not against a hybrid environment. I'm not against remote work. Uh, we at Delcor have been supporting that for over 20 years. When when uh, the pandemic hit us, other than changing service delivery, our operations didn't change that much because we've always valued the person's time to do valuable things as opposed to sit in a car for two hours a day. So we haven't had a full staff on site in the office for 20 some odd years. So it's not that that I'm not supporting the hybrid environment. I think it's now been pumped up and it's on steroids to the point where we really need to think about, intentionally think about how that's affecting not just our, our tech plans and how we're, we're executing on our tech plans and delivering product services and value to our, our customers and our members, but also how it affects our culture, our productivity, and the next generation in terms of what we learned by being in the office that they're not learning by not being in the office. So when we look at this, I think that it's really important for us to think through beyond just productivity, right? And and substitute something for the way that we used to work uh, together in an environment at the same time. And it's clear to me, and I hope to most people, this is not a technology solution problem. This is a leadership discussion. This is a strategy that your organization needs to consider or an element of your strategy that your organization needs to consider for ensuring that you're maintaining your culture and maintaining the productivity and quality of what you do. Okay, so if you don't believe me, uh, so I just had this on pause for a minute or two and and wasn't recording because something came across my screen that I said, oh, all right, I probably need to respond to that. So I paused the recording to respond to it. Now I don't remember where I was. So there you go, case in point. I can end the podcast right now, right? I don't, I don't think I'm, uh, you know, I, I think I'm a pretty average person when it comes to the way that I work and in terms of like, I, and I think that's okay, right? I work like everyone else does for the most part. And here I am trying to say we need to focus and I respond to something. However, I shall persevere. I shall press on to make my point, uh, which so far has involved, you know, several things. One, it's involved the idea of focusing when you're, when you're online or in person on what you're trying to do. And technology has taken us away from the online piece uh, in meetings in terms of focus. At least that's my observation. You, 
you know, feel free to email me or put comments in if you think that that I'm off base here. But I see a lot of flickering lights, a lot of dancing lights on people's faces when I'm in online meetings and then a lot of questions and I'm thinking, hmm, didn't we cover that? So uh, I think I'm right there. And then also the aspect of the hybrid piece. What are we doing here? Like how are, how are we ensuring not just that we're working, which was our first concern when we went into this model of work, but that we're not losing the stuff that we used to get out of being together, right? And I think that still works, as I mentioned, that, you know, with if you have intention, because as I mentioned that we, we've been uh, dis, we've been distributed for 20 years here at Delcor, but we have very intentional things we do to get the team together and to communicate and make the team understand it's a team. But we've had a lot of practice at it. Some organizations are switching to full hybrid or switching from hybrid to full remote. And just saying if, if after 20 years, we're, you know, we've been doing it, it's clearly can work, but making sure that you have the intention of, of maintaining the things that you want to maintain in your, in your culture and your security and your, in your mentorship, et cetera, is something that leadership needs to take on as opposed to expecting it to just happen. So uh, that's something that, that was in the thread pre um pre-pros and break. But, um, so kind of getting to the, the last point I want to make is I was talking to people, I said, what can we do about this? You know, what, what should we, how should we look at this a little differently? And it's simple stuff that your leadership team, uh, your management team can sit, can talk about and decide what's right for your organization. And some of it's just adjusting the way we do things, you know, setting up shorter meetings, you know, it's, it's frustrating because part of what's happened is, you know, I had five half hour meetings this morning, all back to back. Did that happen before we were in a remote environment and we were so used to having remote environments and remote meetings, or is it just that it's become the technology has made it so easy to set up these remote meetings and, and be on video with each other that we, we don't think about what the what what that person's day is like when they spend you know their first part of their half of their day in back to back online meetings so again this is an intentional leadership management discussion about how your organization is going to handle that you know set up shorter meetings if you can do it in 30 minutes you can do it in 20 if you can do it in 50 minutes you can do it in 45 set a standard Always start your meeting on the hour, but end on the 20-minute mark or the 45-minute mark, you know, so that people have time between their meetings. You know, you know, have make sure that the intention of the meeting is clear. You know, what are the outcomes of the meeting? What's the scope and the agenda? And as, as, as many, you know, if you have experienced, no one wants to go a meeting, go to a meeting and just talk. We want to understand what we're trying to get out of the meeting and, and make sure that we're prepared to accomplish it. So really communicating beyond just that we're having a meeting about a topic, but we're having a meeting and this is what the intended outcome or outcomes are, is a really important step with to combine with the ease of scheduling online meetings. Uh, decline meetings. If you don't, you know, set, talk to your management. Management team can talk about giving staff the ability to decline a meeting if they either don't think they should be in it or don't understand what it's about. 
right? Or put themselves as tentative until they understand what it's about and that they can make a contribution to it. Uh, you know, separating the people who are required, the core people versus the optional people who might be interested in the meeting and might want to attend it, but not necessarily prioritize it if they're not part of the core team for that particular topic. This is, it sounds like I'm preaching about meeting 101 stuff, right? But but it's really, it goes back to what I started on, which is the technology, right? The technology has enabled all these back-to-back half-hour, hour-long online meetings And that results in, I think, people feeling like they have to, and they can't, they have to try to multitask. So they're doing multiple things and they're slowing down the productivity of the meeting. And they're, they're inadvertently, probably sometimes making people feel like they're not being listened to. So, you know, we, we, we want to put tactics in place to make sure that doesn't happen by setting up good meetings and then setting some type of cultural standard or, or organizational standard for when you're in a meeting, you know, let's agree to focus on it. Let's maximize our screen so that we can't see things going by or we don't see those, uh, you know, sexy little icons at the bottom of the screen that we want to click on and see what's going on in that other application, right? So let's let's work on maximizing the video and then also turning our phone over so it's not lighting up during the meeting and we're looking at it. Even if we're not picking it up, we're glancing away and we're trying to discern what just went on on the phone. Do I need to pick it up? So, you know, there's all these tactics that your organization can come up with and that will work for you and try to build into your operations, your culture, your norms that are about quality, but not just quality of, of work, but quality of, of, of relationships and quality of life where people don't end up in these back to back to back to back meetings that we didn't have before the pandemic put us in this hybrid full-time work mode. And the technology wasn't good enough that we were satisfied with having these meetings online like we are now. So again, I don't mean to, to, to rant, I'm not. I'm trying to make a point about there are some implications of technology that have led us to have some habits and to have accept some norms that maybe we want to rethink as we move forward for the next few years and continue to use the technology the way it's intended. And, and it continues to be enhanced like this automatic gaze adjustment piece so that we don't get further afield from what we had before we had the technology that allows us to do that. That's it. That's my point. Uh, So I said it'd be short and sweet. I'm keeping it under 20 minutes. Uh, I appreciate if you listen. If you have any comments, please feel free to to email me or, uh, you know, get in touch in any way you want. And then I, I would love to know if this resonates with you at all, right? Are you experiencing this too? Does your organization have any solutions that you think other association executives would love to know about or should know about that would be happy to, you know, do some follow-up with, with, with anyone who has something to share in this category or in this topic. So thanks again. Uh, as always, I hope to see you soon and I hope to see you in 3D instead of 2D. All right. Thank you. Take care.
That's it for today's episode of Reboot IT. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast directory and leave us a five-star review while you're there. You can reach us through the Delcor website and keep up with Dave and the rest of the Delcorians by following the Delcor social media channels. See you next time.